Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wakasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your, your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. To Enterprise Now, I am your host, LZ Flinnard, and we have a wonderful show for you tonight. We have uh, our guest tonight is Brandon Fong, and he has a ton of knowledge and wisdom that he is going to share with you. But before we get into the show, I want to send a shout out to everyone who had anything to do with the Radio Summer food drive and celebration. We had a phenomenal turnout. Uh, Liberty Dance Center was with us. We also had Waukesha Extreme Dance Team performing with us. They did a phenomenal job, both uh, of the teams. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming out and donating. We raised so many, so many uh, food donations, no donations, excuse me, that we had running over, uh, food running over on both sides of the box. So thank you so much if you had anything to do with the food drive. Obviously, thank you so much to Hunger Task Force. We appreciate the partnership and we're looking for, forward to many, many more um, years and events in, in partnership. So, Mr. Brandon Fong, how are you tonight? LZ, I'm doing phenomenal. Thanks for having me, man. Not a problem, not a problem. So, as I, I do um, every week, I tell my guests, tell us about yourself, and I tell them you can go as far back as you want, and you can go into as many details as you want to, but uh, but tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I will go a little bit further back, I guess, um, going kind of from where I came from. I was raised in an entrepreneurial family, so that's kind of where I got my start. Uh, if I were to start a restaurant, I would actually be the fifth-generation restaurant owner, so uh, it's kind of been in my blood. I my I was raised in in a restaurant environment. I was the kid that they were trying to keep quiet in the background, <laughs> without being too distracted and, and unprofessional. Um, so I was always you know raised seeing my parents doing stuff and talking to people. Uh, definitely helped me out kind of going on my journey. But I guess the the main part I would say where I started would be uh, in high school. So there was a club that I I got it started with. It was called Deca. Uh, it doesn't really stand for anything anymore, but uh, it's a it's a business club. And I uh, had the opportunity to compete in a competition um, on the state and national level. Uh, and I took first place in the, the state competition my junior year. Um, and nationals was in uh, Florida, I believe, that year. And I, I had to fundraise for it. Um, and I was competing in the entrepreneurship participating category. And, you know, here I am as a high school student. And I had this awesome opportunity to go to Florida and hang out with other cool students that are working on their, their passions. And uh, I wanted to find a way to pay for it. And my parents actually, they volunteer for an organization called Make a Difference Wisconsin. And uh, they introduced me to the CEO and president. Uh, her name is Brenda Campbell. And she was kind of the person I would consider to be my, my, my gateway to the entrepreneurial world, my, my mentor. Um, and she basically coached me ways to use my entrepreneurial skills to fundraise to go to national so I didn't have to pay for it. So uh, I had this cool business idea. I guess looking back at it now, I thought it was cool, but it <laughs> really wasn't the coolest thing. But, um, you know, when you're, you're 16 years old, uh, it, it was pretty cool at that time. But she, she basically, she taught me, um, you know, you, you ask for advice. You, if you ask for money, you get advice. But if you ask for advice, you get money. Um, and she was able to open up her connections to me uh, and her powerful network being the president of that, that 
that organization, and um, I basically went in, and she connected me with some people, and I, I gave them my presentation for the, the business plan that I was working on, asked them for feedback. Uh, they gave me feedback on it, and afterwards I had asked if they could uh, sponsor me and being able to go to nationals. And that was kind of my first experience hustling and being able to uh, sell what I was working on and show I was passionate about. Um, and definitely learned some awesome skills and lessons about vulnerability um, and what you can what you can learn. And I think it's so awesome being a student, a young student, that professionals out there are willing to help you if you show that you have ambition and that you have dreams. Um, they're more than willing to re- reach out a helping hand. Um, and that was kind of where I got to start with the, the business plans and being able to open my network and, you know, started networking when I was 16 years old. I actually used to skip school. <laughs> I would skip classes. My parents would let me go to networking events. So that was a uh, it was a lot of fun, um, but but after that, uh, after high school and having success with that, I knew I wanted to continue on the entrepreneurial business path, um, and I found out that the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater had an entrepreneurship major, um, so that was, it was really attractive to me being able to see that, and um, people always ask me, can you, can you study entrepreneurship, and my, my answer to that is, um, in, in a school setting, I think it's really interesting. But the, the thing that I found most valuable was the people that I knew I would find in that, in that position. Um, and I believe that you were the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. And I knew that if I could go to a school that had an entrepreneurship major where people thought like me and were the movers and shakers of the world, uh, that's where I wanted to go. And I, I definitely met some rock stars, got involved with the right crowd, helped me with my thinking. And, you know, if you're around people that are going and trying to make things happen, motivates you to be able to go out and do more. So... Um, I got really involved on campus my freshman year. I became the president of the Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization. Um, and I, I'll be quite honest, second semester freshman year as the president of an organization, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, it, was, it was kind of a, an entrepreneurial move, jumping into something without really knowing what's all involved. But uh, 100% glad I, I got into it, opened the doors to meeting some other people. Um, and then also during my freshman year, because I got involved with CEO, I launched my first startup company. Uh, called Intern Betas, and that was my freshman year. Um, and the premise behind that is that we were all entrepreneurial students, and we wanted to learn what it was like to be an entrepreneur, um, but we didn't have our, our idea yet. So the idea behind Intern Betas is basically finding entrepreneurial internships. Uh, we went to our, our career and leadership development office at our university and didn't really find anything entrepreneurial when it came to interns internships, and we wanted to create them. So we went out, and I, we hustled. I've got 200 beta users of a uh, combination of students and companies. Um, and the, the value proposition for the company side, I think we helped them to put together an internship program when they hadn't done it before, um, and kind of helping them scale that. So definitely learned how to uh, validate and hustle, um, and, and worked on that idea for about a year. And I would say it actually ended up, I'm no longer with that company, but a, a big lesson I definitely learned um, within that validation process is I, we had this idea, we had a team, we were excited about it, and, you know, all we did was pitch people on our idea. And um, growing up in an entrepreneurial family, I had some pretty solid sales skills, and I was a, a big portion of being those 200 beta users signed up. But I think the big key takeaway from that, and in, in I think part of the reason why intern beta didn't really end up succeeding is the fact that we didn't really validate it. I kind of shoved the idea down their throat. Um, and I definitely, I was, I was really excited and passionate about it, and people got onto it, but, and I got them to sign up, but the problem is I didn't validate along the way. Um, that's something I definitely learned, that you know, you got to be more humble and ask people for feedback on your idea instead of just shoving it down their throat. So um, I, had the, I had the startup company working, um, and then I also went out and got my Series 6 and 63 investment licenses my freshman year. Uh, my parents are in the, turned, ended up in the financial industry, so that was kind of a cool experience. Um, but then moving on past that, I, I finished out my CEO presidency my sophomore year, uh, learned some great skills in leadership, public speaking and teaching, and uh, we had a 192% membership growth from there, and everything was going on top of the world, and then <laughs> things kind of fell with my startup company, and that was kind of a hit. Um, I was rooming with all three of the pe- or two of the people that I was working on the startup company with, um, and we we just had kind of a, a leadership uh, a little discrepancy. I guess you could say we, uh, me and one other founder were totally overworked, and <laughs> with all the we were actually both involved with CEO and the executive board working on our startup company, and 
you know, still still going to school every once in a while. <laughs> and uh, it just it just came to the point where the the main leader of the team was being a little bit overbearing. I'm sorry to hear a dog in the background there. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, the, the the leader was being a little bit overbearing, and we just me and the other founder decided it was. Um, to part ways and, uh, because we, we needed to grow and we felt like we were being a little bit inhibited um, with with that opportunity. So that was kind of a, a bad entrepreneurial moment, I guess, because we were all rooming together. So we spent the rest of the semester with our doors shut um, and, you know, kind of kind of limited. It was kind of an awkward rest of the few months, but um, I, had, I had a lot to look forward to immediately after that. I felt a big weight off my shoulders. Um, and I was excited because I had planned to study abroad in Spain. Uh, and that was actually the, the second semester sophomore year, and I was able to do it all for free from scholarships that I was able to acquire. Um, and I, I had a blast. I stayed with the host family, uh, really integrated with the culture. Got to speak Spanish every day, which was a lot of fun, and traveled to six different countries, went to London, Portugal, Italy, Spain, uh, Africa and the Czech Republic, so I definitely got to get some sightseeing out of the way. Um, but when I was in Spain, um, that's when I started working on focusing on my next project was building my personal brand. Um, so that so that's kind of where I, I launched my my personal website, brandonfong.com. Um, it's brandon-fong.com. There's another clone brand, a fake Brandon Fong out there stealing my domain name. Um, so 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 I started that. I started blogging once a week. Um, kind of sharing the strategies and, and lessons I learned along the way on my journey so far, working on a startup company and leading a student organization. Um, but my, my primarily, my pillar content is, has kind of been, uh, I taught people how I studied abroad for free, um, my secrets behind earning over $27,000 in scholarships, teach students how to land internships and jobs, build their personal brand, how to network, um, some productivity skills that I have, and um, been been blogging once a week for that, trying to provide value and help students, and looking at turning that into a scalable business. And it was cool because in Spain, that was kind of one of the the realizations I had was the fact that um, when you're when you're building a business like I was with with intern betas, this was uh, you know I guess let me back up. I was in Spain. I was I had a commute for a half an hour every day as I went to school, walking around the streets on my bike, uh, and that's kind of when I fell in love with podcasts. And I started listening to a whole bunch of podcasts. And, you know, here I had just built up my first startup company, and I was thinking about, okay, what could be my next idea? Uh, but that's when I kind of had the, the mentality shift when I was in Spain. I had some time to think to myself and, and focus on, on what I wanted to grow with. And uh, that, that was kind of the realization is that if you, if you build a following that knows, likes, and trusts who you are as a person, you can take that momentum that are following you and carry it over to any business you want to start. But if you do it the other way, it doesn't work. So if you kind of compare that situation to intern betas, none of the people, the beta users that got signed up so much I worked hard for, none of them really remember who I was and are still following me today. But if Brandon Fong goes out today, builds his brand and people that know, likes, and trust him, and, and now I can say to my followers, hey, I'm going to go launch a business now, that carries over and it makes sense to people. Um, so that was kind of the, the shift I had in Spain, and, and I've been focusing on really hard on that. Um, back, since back in February, um, but but besides that, I mean that that kind of brings me to the present day. I'm also working with another company that I'm very excited about called Mindset Go. I'm doing some remote work for them, some social media management skills, um, kind of some remote work here. And what they primarily do is they do professional sales coaching. But what they also do is they are interested, in, and this is the part that kind of made me phenomenal and passionate to work with them is that they are in the process of developing curriculum for youth, um, from youth to college on communication on how to make yourself stand out. Um, and we basically take what the students are passionate about and build our programs around that. And it's kind of working on the fact that we're tackling our nation's declining face-to-face uh, -face communication with everybody sitting on all the social media, with, I guess you could say, with Periscope and, and Snapchat and all that new stuff coming out where we're just constantly on that. Um, and it really spoke to me, the mission of the company, and being able to help challenge that um, and I was really fortunate to be raised by parents who challenged me to be a competent communicator and be outgoing. Um, but I think I can definitely add a lot of value to what they're trying to do with helping their college students um, and make people stand out to, to build their communication skills. Um, and that kind of brings me to my present day. So I'm, I'm focusing on my personal brand, working with Mindset Go, um, and I'm 
fired up to be ready, ready to head out to Whitewater again in a few months and see what the next semester brings me. So hopefully that wasn't too long-winded. You have, you have to keep going, so I'd be happy to answer any questions and uh, share any other knowledge that I've learned along the way. Awesome, awesome. I have a ton of questions. Let's talk about, let me see here. Um, let's start with the entrepreneurship major. Um, tell us about that. What was it like when you discovered, hey, Whitewater has a, a major in what I what I want to do? Because um, I'm not sure how long they've had that major, but um, that's not as a typical major, right? I mean, you know, a, a lot of colleges will have business and, um, you know, uh, MBA programs, but not many colleges, or maybe I'm wrong, do many colleges have the um, entrepreneurship uh, major? Yeah, so from what I'm familiar with, I, I don't know too many people that I've met that say they're actually a major. I know they have lots of universities that have entrepreneurship emphases. If I said that correctly, emphasis is. <laughs> but they, they have that or they have like a minor, but I don't know about majors. So, I mean, like, like I said, going into it, I don't really know what to expect. And it's obviously something where you, you kind of have to go in with that entrepreneurial mentality that you're not going to have, um, you know, a solid background in, you know, in, I don't know, what, you, what other typical things. If you have an engineering, you know, you're studying engineering, you can go get an engineering job. But, you know, if you're studying entrepreneurship, you're obviously supposed to be creating stuff. Um, so, I mean, it, it was kind of a big question mark, and it, that's what excites me. Is I like that uncertainty um, and being able to push things forward. But Whitewater also has a phenomenal program called Launchpad, and I actually didn't have a chance of going through it yet. Uh, intern Betas went through it, but I wasn't the student that went through the program. But basically what it is, it's a student accelerator, um, and any student can apply with their business idea. And what Whitewater does is the two mentors that run the program um, they will provide you a $1,000 stipend to do R&D on your topic. It counts to the three-credit course if you want it, and they give you mentorship along with it. Um, and then you're put in kind of like a, a round table every single week with other entrepreneurship students that are working on launching a company, and you have coaching sessions. So it's a phenomenal program, um, and the, the mentors that I've gotten from that, Dave G and uh, Bill Dugan, William Dugan, um, they've been they've been you know, a huge, huge part in my life in, in Whitewater, and they they work with CEO as well. So that's the program that we have there. Definitely lots of awesome people to learn from what they're doing and, and be motivated to move forward. Okay. So help us understand some of the classes that you take. <laughs> so that, that's funny. So um, I'm going to be a junior, and I haven't had – I've had one entrepreneurship class. Uh, it was Entrepreneurship 101. Um, and it, I mean, it was a lot of fun. The, the professor that ran it definitely did it the way an entrepreneurship class was supposed to be. Uh, we focused on a lot of lean startup, um, you know, kind of building a business model canvas and validating and testing an idea. Um, but it, as far as the other classes I've taken, they've all been jet ed. <laughs> so uh, next semester, I'm I'm looking at um, finally taking some other entrepreneurship classes, and I'm actually trying to plan on studying abroad again in Sweden in uh, the the coming the coming spring semester. So I'm trying to arrange my schedule to make that work again. But yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have too much other details on the, <laughs> the other class I've taken because I haven't gotten to that point yet. Not a problem. Not a problem. So tell us a little bit more about the, um, the interns beta. I know you mentioned um, before how, you know, uh, things ended a little bit um, pretentiously, but tell us kind of some of the lessons you learned from that experience. Yeah. I mean, I think, one of the biggest things I learned, I already told you, I think I told you about uh, shoving your ideas down people's throats. You definitely got to go out and make sure you're validating what you're doing instead of being so hard-headed that you're, you're you know, this is what we're doing and, you know, sign up for it. That, you know, it's got to be a learning process. Um, you know, kind of got to build with the community and get feedback and continuously learn and adapt. So I think that was a big takeaway. But I think another huge takeaway, um, besides the leadership uh, aspect that kind of made things fall down, make sure you're, you're very careful with who you're surrounding yourself with, um, the other thing is just learning how to be weird, <laughs> um, being comfortable with being able to talk to people. Because when I was signing up those beta users, I would literally just be walking around on campus and I would strike up a conversation with someone and um, basically just get them to sign up right then and there, pull out my phone and, and get their contact information. And that was definitely very helpful. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I was always raised as an extrovert, um, but that was definitely something that I learned a lot from is, 
the from the selling perspective of just having that persona of being able to walk up to anyone and be confident to have a conversation and, and be confident in your abilities to help them out, provide value to them. I think those those three things, the leadership uh, and surrounding yourself with the right people and the uh, not not making sure you're more validating your idea and being able to go out and talk to people were three key things I definitely learned. Um, and, and I think running meetings and being able to go and teach yourself things as you as you learn on the fly, I learned how to be very resourceful. Um, and I, I talk about this all the time on my blog, but I'm kind of I'm kind of crazy when it comes to finding tools and resources that I can use. I have over 300. Uh, I think the last time I checked, I had over 364 bookmarks. I have bookmarked, and they're all different articles or or websites or Google Chrome extensions that I'm all using. And you know, I may not be using it all at the same at once, but somebody else may be able to help be helped and I can point them in the right direction. And I think um, working with intern betas and constantly having to solve problems kind of got me started with that um, and, and kind of that, that mentality of being able to solve problems. That definitely was another key takeaway I had with that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, one of the other things that I, I heard in your answer was um, the hustle. Um, talk to us a little, uh, a little bit about hustle and how important it is and how much of it you have to do as an entrepreneur? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much everything. I think, uh, I mean, I know just people like Gainer, Gary Vaynerchuk, they're always talking about on the grind, hustle, don't sleep, and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, I think a, a, a fine uh, hustle is just, when I think of the word hustle, I think of somebody just constantly running around doing, 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 um, and just kind of going crazy. But I think there's there's some kind of a finesse to a hustle um, that, that, that there is. If you're, if you're going to be a mover and a shaker, you need to have more of a strategy to your hustle. It can't just be going completely crazy. So, a strategic um, hustle. Know, my freshman, go ahead. A strategic hustle. A strategic hustle, yeah. <laughs> those words have never came out of my mouth. So you, you brought them out of me. <laughs> uh, but, but I think, you know, when I was looking at what I had going on my freshman year, is like, you know, my, my hustle was broken out into many different things. I was studying for my Series 1663 investment licenses. I was the president of the, the collegiate entrepreneurs organization. I was working at a startup company. And then I had that thing called school that I was still participating in, um, <laughs> which, you know, I, I was able to maintain a very solid GPA through that. And I, I, I love my class that I was in. So definitely no disrespect to any of that, but um, there, there needs to be when you're, when you're hustling, I think a thing that have helped me a lot is effective time management, being able to block your priorities and understand what is the most, impactful thing you can be doing with your time um, and that definitely helps you to be able to accomplish more because if you're constantly putting out fires instead of focusing on the um, the tasks that provide you with the most output or I believe it's called Pareto's principle the 80-20 rule um, uh, you know it applies to anything you need to be doing the things that, uh, that the, the 20% of the things that have the 80% of the impact um, and so many people get caught up in the, the the big, the small things, the eighty percent of things that really don't have much of an impact. So, um, the hustle is definitely making sure that you're understanding how to effectively use the bandwidth that you have uh, to be able to help the most people at one time. And I think that's kind of one of the recipes I use as a part of my my hustle, <laughs> if that makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Talk to us a little bit more about your your personal brand and what. Um, I guess what you're you're trying to develop there. Yeah, so I think you know entrepreneurship. A big part of entrepreneurship is all about leverage. So, like, what what can you be doing to build yourself and make yourself more knowledgeable and give you more leverage in any business situation? So that's that's what one of my objectives with um, you know my brand, besides helping students, um, is giving myself a, a position where I can put myself and walk into any situation and say, hey, I can deliver at value because of this X, Y, and Z and numbers that I've done. So, um, you know, one of my focuses right now is I'm actually looking at taking all the blogs that I've done. Actually, I've already kind of started on it. I took all the blogs that have been most successful um, and I packaged them into a free email course on my website. It's called my Advanced Student Hacking Course. Um, that's at redditbrandonfong.com. Any student that I have a bunch of students that are going through it right now. Um, but I've been taking the most successful content according to Google Analytics and I've been turning into those courses, and I'm also looking at turning that into a book in the future. Uh, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, a book in the future that I can use to leverage to get speaking engagements, um, and then eventually move forward into some other things. But I think 
long term, uh, what I'm going to be having to do to, to eventually bring in some revenue um, is definitely helping the parents. I think the parents um, is going to be a, a big pain point that I'm solving is just there's so much anxiety of sending a kid off to college, um, not knowing if your, your tens of thousands of dollars that you're spending on education is going to be worth it. Um, and I think the, the experiences that I've had that have helped me leverage college, I think, I think, you know, so much about entrepreneurship is talked about like, oh, you don't need to go to school. Like don't go to school because, um, you know, it's just a waste of your time. You could be starting now. But I think, um, if you look at it from that perspective, you're obviously closed off. But if you take a second and step back and look at the resources that your university has available, it's, it's a breeding ground for entrepreneurship if you're in the right spot. Because um, I know Whitewater pays for a whole bunch of stuff that I'd have to pay out on my own to do. Um, if I were to do it, like I can get professional videos recorded um, in front of a green screen with tens of thousands of dollars of video cameras. I mean, I can go to the library, use their research tools, um, and, and those are... Uh, a whole bunch of uh, stuff that, that I can do with that. So I, did, I, I think I just went off on a complete tangent there. Did I answer your question? That is totally fine. Tangents are, are welcome here. Um, yeah, no, yo, you answered my question. Um, but what I, one thing that I heard in there that I want to kind of highlight is you mentioned perspective. I think that, and, and we talk about this all the time. I, I'm, I, I'm always um, networking and we'll talk about networking a little bit later too. Um, but I'm always yeah. networking and with, with small business owners, entrepreneurs and, and, and that's the reason why I tell people you need to tune into enterprise now, right? Because you need to understand the perspective that these folks have, because if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to own your own business or whatever it is you want to do, you want to surround yourself with people who, who are doing what you want to be doing and having that perspective and insight into that pers perspective is extremely valuable. Yeah. So, um, is there anything specific you want me to hit on it or just talk about his perspective in general? Cause I can, I can go on for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we have about, um, a minute and a half before we go to break, but um, yeah, tell us about perspective. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm one of the content pillars I have for my website as well is I teach people how to leverage, acquire, leverage, and engage a mentor. Um, and I think mentors are phenomenal. You know, I mentioned Brenda Campbell was kind of my first one to start off with, but um, definitely having the perspective of other people that have already done what you want to be doing before and then having them on your team is an un, it, it, it's a phenomenal asset that you can have. And I think not only having that perspective of other people uh, that are more successful, but I think having the emotional ability, or, you know, there's IQ, there's EQ, the emotional quotient, of being able to view things from other people's lenses. I think perspective, especially for entrepreneurship, um, when you're looking at solving some of these problems, it's so easy to look at it from your perspective of thinking, like, this is how the problem should be solved, this is the problem they're having. But if, if you're a person that really understands who people is, you have that strong EQ, and you can go in and really understand what the pain point is from another person's view or perspective, that's when you're a true entrepreneur and that's when you can solve the real problems. So, um, and I think that was a huge thing that I learned when I studied abroad is switching perspective. Um, there was one of the goals I had is I wanted to move somewhere and not know the culture and what I was to expect and the way of living. And I was a phenomenal exercise to definitely see the life from a different view um, and I think everybody can definitely benefit. Because if we think we get so caught up in what who we are and what we look at and not really take the time to step back and look at what other people um, are feeling and how they can look at things. Um, and I'm All right, Brandon, excuse me. I have to go to a break here. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. You're listening to WQYLDB Wakasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your, your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A battle is going on inside all of us, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil, anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, 
false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good, joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and life. This same fight is going on inside you and in every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. I'd like to welcome our premier sponsor of the Enterprise Now radio show, the Waukesha County Technical College Small Business Center. The WCTC Small Business Center is a community service initiative of the college with one primary mission to help entrepreneurs start and grow small businesses in southeastern Wisconsin. The center offers a variety of low-cost to no-cost resources, including non-credit courses, services, and networking events, all designed to help real-world entrepreneurs succeed. Remember that passion without action is just a hobby. For more information, visit www.wctc.edu slash smallbusiness, then contact center manager Russ Roberts directly at 262-695-3468 or you can email Russ at roberts at wctc.edu. Welcome back to Enterprise Now. I am your host, LZ Flinnard, and we have with us Brandon Fong. He is a professional friend maker and vlogger, and we're talking about all the cool things that Brandon it has done and is doing. And so let's uh, let's let's keep up the the conversation, Brandon. I, I'm I'm curious um, to hear more about your uh, your studies abroad and um, what things you learned from that. For sure. Um... Well, I mean, I, I think one of the things that, that you know, I think you talked about, we were talking about a little bit previous interview chat. This is one of your goals to get this radio interview up, um, and I'm so proud of you for being able to do that and execute on your goals. But studying abroad was kind of my thing um, that I definitely wanted, I had in my dreams that I wanted to accomplish. Um, and I said to myself, I said, I, I have the abilities and I have, um, you know, enough leverage uh, from, from experience that I've had to be able to win scholarships to do it for free. And I, I, that was my goal, was to study abroad for free. So I wrote it down on a piece of, on a sticky note, and I put it above my computer, and I looked at it every day, and I said, um, you know, I will, I, I traveled, what is the, the sticky note? I said, I uh, traveled the world for free. Um, and I, I applied for a bunch of scholarships and was able to do that and, and make that dream a reality. And now I'm able to teach other people how to be able to do that. But um, as far as living in Spain, it was, like I said, it was a phenomenal perspective shift, and it's really humbling to be able to go out and not be able to communicate with people um, the way that, you know, I'd be able to now, and that was one of my, my thoughts going into it, is like, oh, what's it going to be like making new friends groups and, you know, speaking Spanish, um, but it turned out to be an unbelievable experience. Uh, I, I got very close with a group of locals, um, and made a, made a phenomenal friend group with them. And I think that's a mistake that lots of people do when they study abroad is they hang out with all the American students. And I really, really, really did my best job, uh, tried my best to integrate with, um, the, the people that are living there. But I mean, it was an, it was an unreal experience, um, going through their, their just day to day living. The, I mean, I, I miss their, their public transportation. It sucks having to drive around everywhere back in the States. Um, they, they, in Sevilla, they cut off their words a lot. Uh, so they don't finish their, their, their words. So it's not hasta luego, it's not olo. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to understand it sometimes. Um, but, you know, it was a lot of fun, you know, just sitting around having family meals um, with, with my, my host, Mari Sol, and my roommate, Baker, from California. Uh, Baker didn't speak too much Spanish, so I got to see the full-time translator, which was a lot of fun. But, uh, I mean, they, they eat lunch at, like, 2, two o'clock every day, it's 2 o'clock in the evening, really light breakfast and dinner is at 10 p.m. at night um, and you know they, they really focus on they, they really pride themselves on friendship and having good relationships with people so that was a, a really cool tempo change for me you know from going really crazy bouncing off the wall getting a lot of stuff done in the states to moving into Spain where you're sitting down with your friends and having a two and a half hour lunch uh, just talking and hanging out but it was it was a phenomenal perspective change it definitely got the um, got my wanderlust uh, stimulator definitely need to go out there again and 
do some more traveling. Gotcha, gotcha. I have a quick question for you. Um, I'm going all the way back to the earlier to our conversation. You mentioned you um, would have been a fifth generation restaurateur. What yeah. um, what made you go in a different direction? Um, I, I mean, part of it is my dad sold his restaurant, um, so I, I grew up in that. I, t- I don't remember how I how old was I was when he sold the restaurant. I want to say nine years old. Um, and that first business plan competition that I told you about that I competed in at Nationals, I thought was so cool. It was a food truck, <laughs> and my dad made fun of me. He's like, you know, like don't get into this. Like, you know, so because he he worked really hard building that restaurant up, and he knows how hard of work it is, and. Um, but you know, I, I, I see, I think having a restaurant is a cool thing to do, but I'm, I'm at a point where my goals are completely different. I, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent for the four hour work week, um, by Tim Ferriss. The thing that was a phenomenal book, definitely going to be something I'm going to reread all over again. But my, my focus is definitely having a mobile lifestyle and any time that you have a physical establishment like that, it definitely ties you down. Um, whereas I'm looking at building myself. Um, and my services to be provided virtually so that I don't have to be limited to a location um, when I'm building myself forward and turning it to something scalable where I can create products online that people will purchase um, and and I don't have to be working at a restaurant. Because I think one of the, the big problems that many quote-unquote entrepreneurs have is like, well, I, I, I should say that, put them down, but like so many people, I feel like they want to go out and create this freedom and escape the job and create their own business and be an entrepreneur. But then what happens is they end up creating their own job for them. They, they went out and created a job for themselves. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you're working these long hours and you're like, you know, what are you doing? So I think that was definitely a, a motivation for me to go in a different direction is that I wanted to put myself in a position where I had that freedom and mobility um, and I don't have to, you know, deal with the, the, the typical problems of having to manage a whole bunch of people and make sure an establishment is up and running and um, all that every single day. And I think that was the main motiva- motivation behind everything. Gotcha, gotcha. The other thing I, I kind of heard in your um, your answer, I'm jumping around. That's the uh, the entrepreneur disease in me, and yeah, like my brain is everywhere. <laughs> so I heard you say um, when you were thinking about studying abroad, you wrote your goal down, and every day you yes, looked sir. at it. I, I think um, some people might look at that and say that, well, that's strange, or why would you do that? But that's a really important thing to do. You know, I, I'm I'm the same way. I have a goal. I write it down and I, I look at it every day and I say, okay, what am I going to do today that's going to get me closer to this goal? Um, and so I think that's a really good point to uh, to bring out. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, I, I'll be quite honest. I was a lot better at it. I've kind of fallen away from it, but that's definitely one of my, what not, not falling away from goal setting, but my, the process I used to use was so powerful and I let it slip a little bit and that's one of the things I'm, I'm hammering really hard at myself, but I, I'm a huge proponent. I, I, me and my girlfriend went out and we created vision books. Um, and, you know, we, we went out and made, you know, we spent some time to print out some pictures and some things on our bucket list that we wanted to, to tra- places we want to see. And I think that's so powerful as part of the routine that I had going on that I need to get back into. Is I would wake up in the morning uh, and I would spend just a few days. I would, I would read kind of my, my, my goals and I would sit there for five minutes and kind of almost meditate, close my eyes and picture what it's like to have already achieved that and have that in your mind's eye. Um, and, and definitely, it definitely, it helps to, when you're, when you're going through a lot of crap to, uh, you know, sit and think about what that, what that, what you're fighting for. And it really centers you. Um, and, and I've seen it happen a whole bunch where I wrote, written stuff down and I, I, I make my focus and it, it comes, it happens just because, um, uh, you know, I, I was raised that way in goal setting and it's actually scientifically based. Um, you know, the reticular activating system, it's a part in your brain is when you, when you set a goal down like that, you know, your brain has it in the, in the front part you're thinking about it. So when an opportunity comes up that may give you the, the next step to going to solve that goal, it's on the front of your brain that you can make sure to take action on it. Whereas if you didn't set that goal to begin with, your reticular activating system is not going to be activated. I guess you could say it's another thing. Here's an example. I like to always tell people when I tell them this example. Elsie, what if I told you I'd pay you a hundred dollars for every yellow car you saw driving home from work? I was certainly you know, you're pay gonna attention. Start seeing, you're going to start seeing a lot more yellow cars, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So that's you know, the same thing with your goals is that you need to make sure that you have those things pictured. Otherwise, you're not going to see them. It's the same thing is that you got to make sure that you're you're calling attention to it. Um, and, and another thing on goal setting is if you don't have a goal set, um, 
I like another analogy I like to use is that, you know, it, it's like navigating to a building in a big city with no map and no street signs. Like, how do you even know when you're going to get there? How do you know how to get there? There's no, there's no way to work backwards if you don't have that end goal in mind uh, and a way to move forward with the next step. So gotcha. um, I'm a huge person when it comes to, I definitely have my goals down and I, I'm a huge person of establishing a goal, but not only doing that and putting the other next step that you can do to bring that thing closer. So you can always look at the, you can look at the top of the mountain where you want to be and you know the day before that something has to happen to have made that goal possible. The day before that happened and you can kind of work backwards and put together a timeline. And I think that's the power of goals because it gives you direction to the next step. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Brandon, I got to cut you off. We are going to go to a break. You're listening to WQYLDB Watershaw, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your, your, your choice for business time. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Sometimes you can try so hard at something. Sometimes you can be so, so prepared and still fail. When you say, when you are where you are right now and you say, I can't take this, I can't handle this, I don't want any more, this is driving me crazy, you are saying, I don't want to go any higher. Most of you won't be successful because when you're studying and you get tired, you quit. I'm here to tell you today, if you got somebody came to my office the other day crying, I said, look, don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. Don't cry to quit. You already in pain, you already hurt, get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. Listen to me, I'm here to tell you today that you can come here, you can jump up, you can do flips, you can be excited when we give away money, but listen to me, you will never be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? Keep your agreements. Keep your agreements that you make and establish a network of people who will also do that. You gotta have an insatiable appetite for success, all right, for knowledge. You gotta want it as bad as you wanna breathe. You gotta believe. Believe in what? Believe in yourself, believe in your dreams. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me, I challenge you. Why do I challenge Because I know you can't. I listen to me. Some of you, you're not even in the game. Can you do me a favor? Get in the game. You could be great if you just showed up. Get in the game. You want to be great. You want to do great things. You want to have greatness. You want to be great.
You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Welcome back to Enterprise Now. I'm your host, LZ Flinnard, and I have with me Mr. Brandon Fong. He is a friend, professional friend maker and blogger. And Brandon, um, you want to give us your uh, your contact information where people can get in contact with you if they have questions or if they just want to reach out? Yeah, absolutely. You can head over to my website. That's uh, give you the easy way to contact me. Uh, it's brandon-fong.com. Um, you can fill out a contact form on my website. Otherwise, my email is bf at brandonfong.com, or you can always reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, name, Twitter handle is at brandonfong, pretty active on there. And uh, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm active on all those. All right, all right. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about Mindset Go. Um, sure. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That's your, your current project that you're doing and full steam ahead, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Tell us, uh, tell us all about Mindset Go. Yeah, I mean, I think I gave a little briefing about it. So I actually got introduced to Mindset Go because of one of the mentors that I have. So it kind of brings this story full circle. So my freshman year, I went to CEO Nationals, um, and I, I uh, talked to one of the people that spoke at, at the, the conference, and he was actually the founder of Mindset Go. His name is Mark Altman. And uh, he actually, you know, reached out to me afterwards, and we continued building our relationship. And, it, you know, he would help me out with intern betas. I was going through it, and he was always there for me. And um, he, he, he reached out to me when the summer came along as I came back to Spain. And, uh, you know, he said, I'm, I'm looking for some additional help. And, you know, and he, had, he had been so awesome to me, and I, I jumped onto that. So um, I'm super excited for it. I think it solves a huge problem when, you know, we're talking about our youth um, and how addicted we are to our technology and the, the face-to-face communication is so important. And LV, you know about entrepreneurship, how important it is to be able to talk to someone in, in person um, and to have a company out there that's fighting for that, that's going to build curriculum that can coach youth on how to be more confident talking to adults and how to be you know, more confident just talking about what you're passionate about. That's something that definitely strikes home with me and why I was so motivated to work with them is just because um, it's everything I preach about. It's you know another thing that another big value proposition that we have at Mindset Go is how can you make yourself stand out? How can you communicate to make yourself um, different than everybody else? And that, that's you know everything that I do with my branding is standing out. You know what are you doing to get leverage to make yourself more valuable? Um, and how can you communicate that? Is it through writing? Is it through uh, you know creating creating videos? Is it through face to face talk? Is it through sales? You know what is it? Um, and that's what Mindset Go is fighting for right now is building that building that next movement to help uh, people that are you know any, anywhere from youth to to college and beyond. They do professional sales coaching as well um, to really help people to bring that out from them. And I'm I'm excited to see uh, our growth and where we move forward in the future with it. Awesome, awesome. So, Brandon, tell us a little bit about how you promote and uh, advertise your business. And um, if you can, kind of tie networking into that, right? Because I guess two-part question. How do you advertise and promote your your personal brand? And how important is networking? Uh, let's see what I want to tackle first. I'll, I'll go with networking first. So, I actually <laughs> have a, a post out on my website. It's called How to Network Like a Beast. Uh, and I share my my favorite uh, hacks that I use when I when I network with people because um, there's lots there's a science to it um, and I think that's that ties into building your brand is because it's it's not about what you know it's about who you know um, so it's definitely knowing those right key players to to promote your business and you know it, it's it's coming across people like ULV um, you know and that that all comes from networking and knowing how to promote your brand so definitely thank you for reaching out to me to be able to have this opportunity. Um, but as far as promoting my brand right now, um, my, my focus is helping students. Uh, so I'm, I'm spending a lot of time on Twitter. Um, I, can, I can go into advanced Twitter hacks that I'm using uh, all day. I don't know if you want me to go into that kind of detail, but uh, I definitely use Twitter marketing, looking at getting into some uh, Facebook marketing in the future. 
um, just because Facebook is a giant with all the data they have, and I think it's stupid for me to not learn more and really hone in on that. Um, but besides that, I'm, I'm also focusing on building my email list. That's my main focus. Um, one of the guys I follow very closely, his name is Brian Harris. Phenomenal dude. He's got excellent content on building your email list and how important that is. Is because when you ever, whenever you want to launch a, a, a product or something, if you have an audience that no like trust the content that you put out every single week, they're more willing to be able to purchase what you're, what you're doing. So that's kind of how I'm promoting myself. I'm, I'm doing networking face to face. I'm doing it on Twitter. I'm building my email list with other strategies. Um, and I've been crazy busy over the summer, but I'm looking forward to, you know, my friend made fun of me the other day because I said, I'm going to Whitewater. I'm going to have more free time. <laughs> He's like, how many students say that? You're going and you have more free time when you're at school. But uh, one of the things <laughs> I'm going to be focusing on when I'm back in school uh, is a lot of SEO. Uh, so search engine optimization. I, I think you had a guest on that, that talked about that, getting people um, to getting some organic ranking. So I'm looking at getting certified in Google Analytics, PPC, AdWords, um, and, all, and all that stuff. Because I'll be quite honest, I haven't done the best work on my with my writing uh, to make sure I'm hitting those right keywords. Um, but that's definitely something I'm going to be doing to promote my blog is getting more organic traffic um, and then focusing more on those social media channels. Gotcha. There's a lot that ties in, um, in your answer there. Uh, it's funny because I found out about you from I uh, hope you hopefully you don't kill me but um from your dad and no yeah and, no absolutely my dad's an awesome guy I'm proud of it <laughs> yeah and your and your dad was out networking and I was out networking and we met we connected and um he's so he's so proud of you and so we we started talking about our kids and um our children and he mentioned you everything you had going on and I'm, I thought hmm he sounds like a really cool guy I love to meet cool people. I'll reach out to them. And so that's how, you know, this connection was made. And so that's just the power of networking. Um, like Absolutely. you said, listening to the show um, before where we had the uh, the gentleman talking about SEO. Again, networking, you know, listening to Enterprise Now, getting to know some of these folks, reaching out to them, emailing them, um, calling them up, um, asking them what they do and how they do it. Uh, those are all things that um, listening to this show, shameless plug, will will get folks. I mean, it, it's a it's an opportunity to network, and um, absolutely, it, it, that's very very valuable. So, hundred percent. So, if you had to give advice to entrepreneurs, what would be what would be, what would be your main piece of of, of advice? Um. I think the most important thing is just being curious. Um, definitely just going out and we were talking about perspective before, but you know, I, I consider myself a, in addition to being a professional friend maker, I consider myself a professional learner as well. Um, and I think that's so valuable as an entrepreneur, valuable as an entrepreneur is being able to call on things that you've learned and the skills that you have. And, um, I'll actually, I'll, I'll share with this. I haven't really, I don't know if I've shared this really in public too much. I'm looking at building it in the future, but I have a philosophy. Um, <laughs> and, and I haven't, I don't know. I'll, I'll just give it a shot. I'll just say it. So I call it aggregology. A-G-G-R-E-G-O-L-O-D-Y. I made the word up myself. And nice. the idea behind it is that an aggregate is basically a combination of random parts put into a whole. So I think that's what all about what entrepreneurship is, is that you have all these random dots that are all over the place. So maybe, maybe Twitter and I met someone on the, on the street a few days ago as I was getting gas. Um, and an article I read a few, few weeks ago on, on TechCrunch. I don't know, you know, all those things are random dots that don't seem related, but when you can be what I would call an agrologist and know how to combine those separate parts and make them something that's a whole, that's what entrepreneurship is. When you can find the relationship between seemingly, unrelated things and turn them into something else. So I think that's the, the huge piece of advice I'd give to any entrepreneur is just making sure that you're, you're inputting stuff. And I was, you know, I, I listened to a commercial about, you know, what books have you read in the past month? I, I read a book a month. I listen to podcasts. Like, I listen to so many podcasts a day, you wouldn't even believe it. I, I listen to it on 1.8 times the speed so I can <laughs> listen to more podcasts. Gotcha. Um, and it's just, it's just crazy. And like you said, listen to stuff like this and learn from your surroundings. You know, I, I think that's another phenomenal thing I like to do is if I'm just sitting around, you know, observe people, understand and use that emotional, you know, the EQ I was talking about before and try to understand why people behave the way they do. And when you can understand that and you're cramming that kind of information in your brain, those 
pieces will begin to assemble, and I, I really believe that's kind of the key to entrepreneurship is being able to connect those dots. Gotcha. So what what's the worst business advice you've ever gotten? Worst business advice I've ever gotten? I have to think about that one for a second. Um, uh, you know, it's funny because I don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I don't log it in my brain. Gotcha. Um, I think, I think, I mean, I, okay, I'll, I'll give this. The worst, worst advice I think I've ever gotten is, is when you're chasing things for the wrong reason. So, uh, I mean, I, I've had people that say, you know, they're, they're money hungry, they're greedy, and I think when you're chasing that, you're doing things for the wrong reason. Um, and that's, you know, bad advice to be able to be focused on the wrong things. And the contrary to that, the positive is make sure that you have your why and you're focusing on providing value to people and the money will come. And there's that, uh, that Zig Ziglar quote about, and I'm going to butcher it, and I should know this by heart by now, but, like, um, you will get all you want in life. Uh, it, it isn't, that is in direct correlation with how many people you can add value to, and I, I totally screwed that up, so don't try to look that up. <laughs> but, uh, but it's a phenomenal quote. I, I think those, those two are related. So, Gotcha. So you mentioned that you know, you're looking to go uh, to study abroad again. Are you looking to go this year yet, or is it, is it the goal to go next year, or what's your, what's your goal there? Yeah, so it would be spring 2017. Um, anybody who is a student that may be listening to this and is looking to study abroad, definitely plan out your, your classes way ahead of time. I, I mean, I, when, I, when I studied abroad in Spain, um, I kind of just pulled some classes and, hey, I can take them over there. But, um, you know, I, I was on track to potentially graduating a semester early, even was studying abroad. But, but, yeah, so I'm looking at studying abroad in Sweden. Um, they have a good entrepreneurship program that I'm looking at, and I have to apply for that. Um, and I'm also looking at studying abroad in Japan, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. I got in touch with the travel bug, but uh, there's a program I'm looking at here to in Japan. It's called the Guy Sealy Program, um, and what they do is it's basically an internship. So next summer when I get into it, um, they'll pay for me to fly out there. They'll pay for my housing. They'll pay for my food, and you volunteer as, at a camp to teach kids how to speak English. Um, so those are the, the Sweden and the Japan is what um, I'm looking at getting into for this next year. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So in about two minutes, Brandon, give, um, give us an idea again of what it is that you want, that you do and how people can reach out and get in contact with you. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you said it a bunch. I, I can I'm a self-appointed professional friend maker. <laughs> I'm a, you know, I like networking and, and connecting the dots between people. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a blogger. Uh, at brandonfong.com and I'm providing constant value and working on that. My, my, uh, I have a weekly blog and you can go on, uh, go on to my website for all the resources I have. It's, everything's for free right now. You can get my book on how to acquire, leverage, and engage a mentor. That was a game changer for me. Um, as a teaser, uh, I, mean, uh, I share within there a psychological hack that you can use to uh, um, get any information, uh, get contact information from people. Um, I've used it to get several multimillionaires uh, contact information and, and stay in touch with them. So that's something I share with them there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm working on providing content via my blog. I'm looking at some other mediums in the future. I have my email course that's out there looking at writing a book. Um, and working with Mindset Go is my other, my other, my main focus is Mindset Go and my personal brand. Um and I mean, if you want me to reiterate my contact information, you can head over to my website or you can send me an email, bf at brandonfong.com or at Twitter at Brandon S. Fong. Wait, don't forget that S. Brandon S. and Sam Fong. There's, like I said, there's other stupid Brandon Fong out there that are stealing all my domains and handles. So. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brandon, our time is up. Um, again, it always flies by so fast. So thank you so much for being on Enterprise Now. I know that my listeners got a, a ton of wisdom and knowledge, and I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us. Perfect. Thank you, LZ. So you, if you are, are just joining us, you missed it. We had Brandon Fong. He is a professional friend maker and blogger, and he has a ton of cool stuff going on. So if you, when you get a chance after this show or sometime during the week, go to his website. It's brandon-fong.com. He has blogs. I'm, I'm going to go uh, check out a couple of them myself. So when you get a chance, go support uh, Brandon and what he's doing. He's a phenomenal individual, and I'm so glad that, um, that I know you, Brandon. Um, and uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and do the same for Brandon. 
go follow Brandon um, on Facebook and or I'm sorry, like him on Facebook and follow him on, follow him on Twitter. Um, I'm sure he would appreciate uh, the support. You've been listening to Enterprise Now on WQIL DB Radio. Thank you to everyone who had anything to do with the food drive. We had a phenomenal turnout. I appreciate all the help, the support, the performers, the food vendors, and everyone that was involved. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. fantastic episode hey listen i want to know something what is the top concern that you have in your business is it sales is it marketing is it finance operations shoot me an email mayor at podcasttown.net i want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter